Welcome to a podcast. A good podcast about board games and my wife. A very good podcast in which I persuade her. Also, let's not start by saying very good. We don't understand it yet. Is it, yeah, but it's ironic. Why is it ironic? What's the irony? I think maybe this is a good intro. <laughs> You're in a funny mood today. I'm always in a funny mood. I'm very full of pie. <laughs> Are you recording? <laughs> yeah. I've eaten a lot of pie over the last three days. You had one slice of that pie, didn't you? And that was enough. And I had the rest of the pie. You did really well. We could have frozen it. Can you freeze pie? Probably. The pastry would probably be a bit like sad and anemic when it came back out. But Yeah, I'm quite full of pie. Yeah. I think I've had enough pie this year to last me for the whole year. Because... You're saying that on... Exactly. Oh, my, my computer thinks it's Boxing Day. It's not. What's happened to your computer? It's January. I don't know. Exactly Unless it's stuck in a time machine. I suppose it's possible. <laughs> probably needs an update more than anything. But it is a New Year's. Happy New Year's. 2021. Happy New Year's. Or the future, if you listen to this in the future. It could be 2022. You could Every New Year you could come back to our podcast and go, oh. <laughs> this one episode. <laughs> this one episode. Yeah, Happy New Year. We hope you're safe and well and yeah. approaching 2021 with... Well, it's too late. We're in 2021. You can't approach it now. We're there. We're there. Okay. Well, we hope you're <laughs> with us in 2021. <laughs> We're going to talk about some games. We're going to talk about as games. A, as a curveball. As a curveball, we thought this week we would talk about something different. Yeah. Board games. Board games. Yeah, but so this time, board games that aren't out yet. Yes. Because, because as we normally do, as is tradition in these parts. Have you introduced the podcast yet? I talked about pie. I think that was... <laughs> this, we're actually, we're pivoting into a pie-based podcast. We're talking only about pies, exclusively about pies. I would really pies. think that... I, think I would I, have I a limited well. knowledge in that, in that field. Yeah, but I could do most of the talking. It would be reversed. We roll, we roll, we roll reversed. Yeah. And you'd, you'd be the pie expert. So we call it pies I'm not really an expert. Husband. I'm kind of like a pie... Like you know, I'm, not, I'm like, you know, like a board game enthusiast. I'm not like an expert, so I'm claiming to be, a, to be an expert. But you are probably a pie expert. Yeah. So you would be the pie expert. And I'd be there like... Mm, pie pastry. expert. <laughs> Pure crust pastry. Do you think you could maybe intro the podcast, just in case right. there's Welcome. new people here? <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> like, what is this? Welcome to Pies with My Husband. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Board Games with My Wife, a verbal games podcast with me, Jack, and my wife, Lottie. Hello there. I'm all right at that now, aren't I? You're pretty good, apart from the fact that you've chatted shit for two minutes. But it's because I'm just thinking about our next strand, our next podcast. Not the pie podcast. Pies with, I don't know how much range we'd have with that, though, how long that would go for. Maybe it can be like a mini-series. We just investigate different pies. Investigate's an interesting choice of words. Like a magnifying glass. Like research a magnifying glass and we, we, yeah, we get them in, the interrogate them and be like... You're just going to interrogate people like... <laughs> yeah, you, with a grater. Just grate Ask the pie. questions and just grate them at the same time. That <laughs> they, sounds they, awful. They talk quick. They would talk I, I very would, quickly. I would squeal like, yeah, like a pig. Yeah. So, you know, that's what I'll be doing. Well, Okay. Today, we're not talking about pies. We're not going to talk about pies anymore. Aren't we? Um, Maybe we will. Who knows? We are talking about our 12 most anticipated games of 2021. Yes. I knew it said 2020. Yeah, 2021 is not It's gone. It's in the 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 rearview mirror. Yeah. Uh, Our usual caveat applies, obviously. These games are supposed to come out this year, but they do or not. You know, who knows what could happen this year based on based on 2020. So they, they should come out this year, most of them. Some yeah. of them some of them are kickstarted games, so they, they, there's, there's often things that could happen in that, in, in that area. But yes, hopefully they'll be out this year. Yeah. And can you tell us, has anything caught your eye? Has anything caught my eye? Apart from myself, because that actually has what caught, caught my eye. Well, not myself, you as well, partly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly me. And... Well, actually, technically it is mostly me, because I'm, I'm on here more than you are. Um, on where? Ah, exactly. The, um, the board game stats app. That I have. 
I actually don't think I've ever on them. I think it's called BG Stats or Board Games Stats. Anyway, I've got this app that you track your stats. I got this last, like, not last year. It might have been last year, or maybe the year before. I'm not that involved with this. You are not involved. But anyway, anyway, it's it's our it's our. I tried to. I'm pretty good at putting games in there. I, I think I put most of our plays of games well, in there. Oh, here we go. Here you say we that. go. I don't put digital games in there because I don't. It's different. What? Why? Why is that different? There's like an odd prejudice. Because there's a delimination in my mind. A delimination. That's a word now. Delimination in my mind between digital and physical, and these. Are just physical games why. that I'm tracking. Why? Why not? Because we've played more games than you've tracked. But 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 you know, you know why not? Well, we can make it's your app. Make whatever rules you want. <laughs> it's I not my app. I didn't make it. Someone else made it. Someone far smarter than me made this. Um, but anyway, so this app for those that haven't got it. If you have, if you if you are interested, or if you're here and you kind of you either stumbled across this accidentally or you kind of followed us for a little while, and or you, you, you were looking for yeah. pie-based content. Which, <laughs> sorry, it's not here. We've come up short, crust. No, no. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> oh, I've been kicked off the Pi Podcast. <laughs> How long do you think it would take me to get kicked off the Pi Podcast? Because oh, I would make either a lewd joke or constant Pi puns. I think it'd be I think I don't even think we'd make it to the first episode. No. To be honest, in a Pi Podcast, you could just do the two together. Lewd joke and Pi Pun. Exactly. That would be that would be my bit. That'd be all I did. Yeah. People might be funny like the first time, be like, huh. And then by the end of the first forty minute episode, people would be like They'd be disgusted Oh my god, you, you are a horrible human being. Yeah. And I'd be there like yeah, I'm out of depth here, really. <laughs> Can you tell us about your lovely app? Anyway, so I got my, I got our stats on 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 board games, the games we played this 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 year. You do like a I end like of a, the year stat, don't I you? I do like I like a stat. I I, I do like a stat. It's yeah. something I really very much enjoy. And at enjoy. the end of the year, you've got a reflective period to be like, look at this. Look at my stats. Is what I say to people in the street. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Factoids. You're going to share them with us. I'm going to share some some, some of the interesting, not all of them, because there's lots of stats here. You know, I don't want to go in too deep. I do recommend you get this, by the way, people who are listening at home. If you play board games, get this and track your stats. Unless you, that's not your jam, then it's not enough. my jam. No, it's I, not your jam. On a yearly basis, Jack tells me our stats, and I have like a mild level of enjoyment, and I'm like, huh, cool. Look at that bird. Um, <laughs> so you might be in my camp as well, but if you're in Jack's statistic anal camp then off you pop so over this year we've 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 gamed physically not not digitally is not included in this also, so the stats are you know the tangible <sighs> we've gamed for 81 hours Across our games, <laughs> we've played. This is this is what this is where we, we we talk about this quite a lot in our um in our when we speak about our our gaming habits. Um, and now I do also appreciate that this is this is pretty accurate. But there might be some some games that have been, that have been missed off this. But interestingly enough, we've played seventy four different. We had seventy four different gaming sessions effectively, mm-hmm. and it's been sixty nine different games. We don't do a repeat, do no, we? No, we really don't. We really don't. And and to be fair, this is a lot less than. Um, last year, last year, last year, I got thirty six. Well, last year we did one hundred and twelve plays. Of how many games? Of seventy eight games. Oh, interesting. So more plays. More, much more plays. Yeah. So, but but that is reflective of how busy we've been this year with stuff that we might talk about later. Maybe. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's reflective of that. But yeah, we gained for one hundred and thirteen hours last year. So we've lost, we've lost. But also, we've also the other thing that's hit our gaming hard is is this pandemic. Well, you um, know what? If you recorded the physical and the digital versions, you'd probably be about even. Probably, would probably be would be about probably even. Probably about even. Yes, that's true. Actually, it may even be slightly more, to be honest. So this is just a but. Uh, it's not, it's, <laughs> these are fibs. <laughs> but obviously, because we haven't played with people as much as much as we would have normally, um, it's been it's been a lot less. Um, our one other stat for you. This is this is a mild, mildly interesting one. I, I made you guess this. <laughs> have you tuned in for mildly interesting <laughs> content? Our, our, our most popular our popular day of the week. 
Sunday. Sunday, and then second is Saturday. So we're very predictable. We can like sixty percent of our plays are on Saturday or Sunday. Like tell the people the game we played the most. Yes, yeah, so the game we played the most, which is bizarre. Is, can you guess at home? I'll give you. I'll give you thirty seconds. Oh no, do seconds. a multiple choice. Do a okay. Okay. Oh, interesting. Oh, well, will you okay. prepare me for this? Okay. Okay. Was it A. Everdell? Was it B. Copenhagen? Was it C. Photosynthesis? Or was it D. Gangshon Clever? Please write down your pieces of paper, exchange with your partners for marking. <laughs> and it was. I can't remember what letter it was. It, it was Copenhagen. <laughs> That's but also, what I quite enjoy about this multiple choice that you just pulled out your ass is that <gasps> apart from the game that it was, those three games are just right in front of you. <laughs> Although they are games that we enjoy. <laughs> they are, but they were just... I think like... that's quite... People at home, were you... Did you have cause for consternation and thought? Yes, you did. You uh, thought it could be Everdell. Uh, could be Gangchung. They talk about it all the fucking time. <laughs> well, we've only, we only played that twice this year. Oh, my God. I know. What are we like? How are we, how are we even getting by? Um, uh, so, yes, those are, those are my slightly mildly interesting stats. I think you've got to be a better salesperson. I'm, I'm mildly interesting. That's how I get you, though. <laughs> I'm insipid. Ooh. Is insipid a word? Yes, it is a what word. What does it mean? A bit bland and boring. Do you want me to give oh, you the definition? Oh, <laughs> I thought insipid was like... Getting inside. Maybe insidious is what I was looking for. Insidious is that word. So insipid is lacking qualities that interest, stimulate or challenge. Dull, flat, insipid prose. Oh, there you go. That's lacking taste or savour. Tasteless, insipid food. If I was a product, that'd be on my box. <laughs> <laughs> Poor you. You're really laying into yourself. I think you've got to do a bit of self-love in 2021. Self-love in 2021. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm just thinking about the Pi podcast. <laughs> You're not coming on. <laughs> right, whilst you giggle I'm going to do a quick plug whilst we're waiting for the train of the main topic to pull in <laughs> plug is as follows we've started the year strong I think we've started the year in a giddy fashion yeah, we're gonna, you just like said all the words then sometimes <laughs> I don't use words that aren't real like you do I just go with what I say but in the edit sometimes I talk like I haven't got any teeth <laughs> you sometimes <laughs> You sometimes slur your words, but I think it's because you speak very well normally, so when you don't speak well, it's really obvious. Whereas with me, I just bowl through. Whatever I say, I just keep going. Like, when I sing a song I'm listening to on the radio, I sing whatever. Like, whatever words I think it is, I might actually believe they're the words. I don't know the words. I just put words in, and I'm just there going for it, like, roughly and roughly in with what the song is, and then I'll fit the words in. And, that, and that's how I go. Whereas you, you speak well, and you pronounce things well and properly, and use the right words you're supposed to use. So when you don't, it's just like <laughs> yeah my brain just doesn't compute it's not quick enough to think put another word in i just like no, i'll just use this sound <laughs> <laughs> See, my brain's too fast it's just like anything in. it's like yeah. these are two words mash them together <laughs> mash them should i tell you about the plug you can tell me about the plug so the plug is as follows listeners it's going to be a right old surprise for you we'd love you to subscribe and rate this podcast we'd love you being here and listening and we'd love more people to do the same uh, we're also on social media if you'd like to come over and give us a digital wave. We're at Bird with Games on Twitter and Instagram. Jack's just on his phone whilst <laughs> I do this monologue, which is very rude. I was, looking, I was looking to see if we had any more reviews. Oh, great, okay. More we'll like, meh, it's not that good. It's, you know what it is? Mildly amusing. We are also. Where else do we live online? We've got a website. Twitter, Instagram, done those. Done website. Those, done those. Um, We've got a website. Underbridges.co.uk. We meet under bridges. We meet under bridges every second Wednesday. So Different bridge each time. Yeah, we'll send out details of that on social media and hopefully see you there. Well, not that we're not allowed to do that at the moment. Yeah, but, well, yeah, no, we're not. Virtual bridges. Virtual bridges. We'll have to work out a virtual bridge. Shall we talk about the main topic? We should. I've got an itch. Hang on. 
some grim ASMR. It's on my elbow though, so it's not that weird. I think I'm yeah, bitching but... something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help you. Anyway, topic. Topic of the week. Of yes. the year. Kind of, yeah. These are So we're talking about our 12 most anticipated games of 2021. 2021. 2021 is such a mouthful, isn't it? Like 2020, that like it rolls off the tongue. That should have been a good year. By rights, if we're going by linguistic quality, that should have been a great year. Didn't quite get there. Anyway, <laughs> 2021 most anticipated games. Who wants to start? I will start. Okay, so Knight of the Realm. <laughs> <laughs> I will start us off us. Um, I'll start with with I'll start with a predictable game for me. Yes. Uh, actually, no, I won't. I'll go mix it up a little bit. Okay. I'll mix it up a little bit. We're all on tenterhooks here. So, the game I'm starting with is a game called Lawyer Up. Oh, God. <laughs> Lawyer Up is an asymmetric two-player card game where effectively, from what I can gather from this, one of you is playing as a prosecution and one of you is playing oh, no. as a defence. No. And you are attempting to basically have a case what's it called court battle not case battle a court battle for I don't know whatever the, whatever the crims whatever crims are happening whatever whatever the case is about and it's got um, card drafting set collection laying things down and it's obviously someone's, someone's attacking someone's defending and it's kind of it's kind of yeah, that, that, that kind of vibe it's it's two players it's it's uh, published by a company called Rock Manor Games who I'm not not familiar with um, but this looks really interesting I think it's like I love so I love this kind of thing where it's yeah, you are, I, can, I can literally feel your body as like shrunk into a little mushroom like shriveled mushroom um, is this kind of it is cat and mouse attack versus defence two players I, I, I find this this sort of thing really interesting because it's like every you always like and because and because I think it's only to be fair it is 60 75 minutes so it's slightly longer so it's probably a bit more strategic than something that's kind of got that experience where it's really quick and it's like you're having to just react to what your opponent's doing and you haven't really got a lot of time to plan and build a strategy you kind of just you're trying to just almost fend fend them off at, at, at every point yeah this looks great I think this looks really interesting it's kind of like like I really like the theme I'm surprised this isn't been elsewhere I suppose I suppose I suppose with, with this kind of theme with the lawyering and kind of like courts theme it's a really great idea for a game but a lot of it is about the how you just for example how you defend someone how you prosecute someone how you describe it how you spin the evidence how you try and convince the jury and those kinds of things and that said to me sounds like something quite hard to do in a card it probably is going to be quite mathematical like you need a certain amount of points to do certain types of things it'll be interesting yes, to see if that's you're combining a narrative with a tightly balanced two player game yeah exactly where it's like that would be interesting to see how that how that one transpires what, so, so uh, if I could just pour some water on you to get your own shrivel what's, <laughs> what's, what, what's your thoughts on this one um, looking at the BGG page gives me anxiety yeah, like I can imagine two so. player games where they're like they're back and forth. You, it's A versus B. You're you're fighting one another, and there's no time to think. I like time to think. Yeah, and there's no time to think. <laughs> I can tell already. Because yeah, you quite like a big grand strategy two player game. Because you've got like I've got space to move around. Yes, but when I like I just like my own space. You don't have any pressure this, you do this type of two player game. I'm sure there'll be loads of people that love it. You would love it, <laughs> and it makes me sweat. In places where I don't usually, so <laughs> that's how I feel about it. Yeah, fair enough. I think this is probably one we we probably whether or not we own this one, I don't know. We'll definitely try it, but I, I, I'm fascinated to try it for the theme alone and see how that plays out, um, and see if it does play out as feeling thematic or if it feels mechanical and being like I only need to get six of these and seven of these to do to do a certain thing. Is that is that just going to feel a bit like 
a bit but paint by numbers or is it going to feel like you are part of a living trial yeah. where things are going I on I think also it's interesting to think about like how are we playable with this game yeah, well that's, that's the thing isn't it it's like if for example because like, there are expert cards and there's evidence and there's like all these different types of things so obviously you're going to combine the expert with the evidence I assume to then make the point that's going to convince the jury or whatever it's going to be like yeah how much is that just rinse and repeat that manoeuvre like yeah. well, next time you play it is it different cases is it different trials I'm sure, I'm sure that information will be there to, to look into more that's the kind of thing I'll be looking at when I see, when I see it played it's like, is it different sets of cases you're working through, or is it like every time it's just the same thing mm-hmm. you're trying to, do to to get to get the better of them? In? Should we talk about a game that will be a sweat drying experience for everyone? That sounds so grim. Synonym for relaxing. There, in case you're not following <laughs> the podcast and you're like, what on earth? The one on my list is Spirits of the Forest Moonlight Expansion, which is coming this year. Oh, dog's wagging his tail at that. Yes, please, Ollo. Um <laughs> And Moonlight Spirit from the Spirits of the Forest by Thunder Griff Games is a Kickstarter that I backed last year that I'm really excited to arrive. And who is surprised that it's, Spirits of the Forest Moonlight is something that I've backed? We haven't played Spirits we know, of the we, Forest. We, Spirits of the Forest is one of those games you've seen it before and you've always been like, ooh, 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 and you never bought it. Yeah. I, I think I think it's one of those ones where it was a Kickstarter it was never easy to get hold of or something, something like that. Well, also, interestingly, it's a co-op multiplayer scenario based expansion for spirits yes so it's kind of like this isn't the kind of game mechanic that i usually go no. for but they're spiritual forest creatures and you're gonna get the original the well, aren't you? pardon you'll get the original with it as well so you get yeah, the yeah so i'll get the i get the original spirit, the spirit that's not forest. Out this year, um, this year obviously. This year. but when i saw it on kickstarter i couldn't knock back it so the the moonlight expansion gives you um a few extras to add to the game and it does integrate into the game so it becomes an integral part so you get nocturnal creatures which are adorable little meeples and may or may not be the reason why i backed it uh, no comment uh moonlight bits they will help you um score points at the end of each scenario uh, you get moonlight tiles and moonlight cards so you get like a whole new wave of yeah. content for playing spirits of the forest so it looks beautiful the coloring is lovely it's full of little creatures. Who's surprised? One to four players, 30 minutes, the best playtime. Yes, we'll see. Hopefully it lives up to it. We're going we're gonna to get that one definitely, so hopefully it lives up to it. Yeah, exciting times. Thank you for that one. That's very much you, you, in a, you in a nutshell. Yes, I bought a me game. I think me. it has got spirit and it's got forest in. If those two words are in it, whatever it is, you'd look at it. Also, I really trust Slander Griff games. They make really pretty, um, engaging games. Yes, so they it's do. kind of like, hopefully, you know, co-op scenario-based doesn't, so I, I need to find a two-player intense game, but it's called like Magical Spirit Forest Creatures. There's no way you're finding that. The Magical Haven's Spirit Haven's quite fo- intense. Yeah, but you've got enough room to move around. There's enough. There's enough going on in the game where you don't feel like directly I do something, you do something. I need room to breathe. The spirits and I like space. We like to float around. Right. Speaking of space, let's go to space oh, with Nemesis Lockdown. Oh, oh my god, that was that was perfect. I'm taking a little bow. Still bang. Okay. <laughs> Done. Nemesis Lockdown by Awaken Realm. So, so as you may probably know by this point, we were big fans of Nemesis, which is like... Another sweaty game. Another sweaty... They're sweaty for a different reason, though. You've got space in Nemesis as well. It's, it's kind of like... It's long-term sweat. Um, but but Nemesis is like aliens in... Well, not aliens. It's more like alien in space. And you are... It's, it's got social deduction. You're lying to each other. You're trying to complete certain goals. You're exploring this giant spaceship. 
so that's kind of the 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 the, the, the kind of gist of, of Nemesis. Nemesis Lockdown is this is the next game in the series uh, by Awakened Realms, and this one is set on Mars, on a lab on Mars, uh, where the creatures have different kinds of creatures, different kinds of monsters have got out and you're trying to escape this lab on Mars. Um, so Nemesis Lockdown adds, adds a new 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 environment, a new area. So it's this base rather than it being a spaceship. So there's different things oh, going cool. on to explore. So it's kind of that, that's the difference. And also the alien race was kind of like crowd designed yeah, crowd source, by, yeah. by, by, so it's done now obviously. So it's kind of like, that is what it is, what it is. But it was crowdsourced by the community. So that's quite, I also find that really cool. And Awakening Realms does absolutely, kissy hands, kissy <laughs> hands like miniatures. They're, they're fantastic. And to be honest, this looks like the kind of thing where if I was guessing, and I could be wrong here, is that this it feels like to me a iterative improvement on Nemesis. So they're probably adding some new mechanics, mm. doing some new things, maybe refining some of the elements of Nemesis that perhaps were a bit more clunky or a bit a bit more confusing. So if you are new to the game or new or Nemesis or something interested you, mm. this could be a place to start as well. And I, think, I think it will probably be a similar but probably slightly different experience, and it uh, maybe yeah. better or worse. But obviously, we'll find out. Ooh. But it's one of those ones where yeah, I think this could be one where you could get this one instead of because it's because as far as I can. The, they do overlap. You can play the characters and the aliens on diff- on the different ones, is it but it's standalone. Stand- 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 oh. Yes, it's standalone. So, but like I said, there is overlap. I do. I do believe there's overlap, and you can play with the uh, with the overlap. But yes, it is standalone. Interesting. Yes, Thank very you interesting. They have no problem. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm going to take us away from uh, space bases invaded by aliens, and we're going to go to a museum. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about Museum Pictura by Holy Grail Games, and Museum Pictura is a standalone game. So it stands apart from its sibling. And it's a set collection game for two to four players in which you take on the role of an aspiring curator at an art museum. Doesn't that sound like a nice place to spend an afternoon? So plays for 60 to 120 minutes. So it's a little bit chunkier than my usual fare. But I think with the set collection, with the drafting, I think that makes it a very manageable, um, easy game to kind of get hold of. The... um, Variety and breadth of cards is is really impressive in this game. So you have a lot of different types of cards where you're collecting, which feels really nice because it feels like you're actually collecting artwork and being a curator rather than just set collecting necessarily. So that's a really nice touch. The board art is very beautiful. It's set in the Roaring Twenties, so you have this lovely combination of... Why are you smirking at me? I'm smiling at you. (laughs) You're just like, hello. (laughs) I'm just smiling. It's set in the Roaring Twenties, so you have this really beautiful combination of lovely artwork and then the glitz and the glamour of the Twenties, which I think is a really nice pairing. We haven't played the original because it's not it's not it's not expansion is it of museum? It's, no, it it's stands a, on its own. Stands on its own. We haven't played the original, but it's one of those ones that's always been on our periphery, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, and I think the. But I think this sounds really nice with the picture of. Um element your goal is to create a collection of some of history's most iconic works of art so it kind of feels like a really nice way like museum itself i kind of feel a bit like meh, meh, meh. yeah art is more but, your vibe yeah, isn't it? yeah i'm i'm excited about art and also like there's a little bit of learning in here so you're learning about different periods so the renaissance impressionism and then you're learning about different types of painting yes that does look quite so, interesting actually yes I, yeah i think it's really cool i think that yeah. um 
I like a I like a bit of subtle learning yeah. within a game. Me too. And like I'm just looking at some of the images, some of the pictures of the pictures is they obviously the, knowing who the artists are that painted those pictures, mm. that kind of thing. Where it's just like again, not massively overt. You don't need to know yeah. those things because the game tells you it by the looks of it in yeah. terms of how how it's displayed. But it's it's yeah, it's like oh okay, I know yeah. I know that. But also you know, that also having the game ground in reality, it enables the designers to give this really rich detail to the game, which not everyone will appreciate or even notice but it will make it feel realistic and yes. there won't be any gaps in the play experience it yeah. will be a completely smooth experience which yes. I really like the look of the other thing that I love about this is you win by having the most prestige points and I know that's just victory points but I like it when someone uses a different word you do like it when someone uses a different word don't yeah. you even though we we'll still call them victory points in the game I know but it's just it's nice isn't it prestige yeah. points like rather than victory it feels like you know it's all part of the vibe the vibe the prestige vibe right so speaking of vibes let's go to a market in Lisboa, which I think is Lisbon. Yeah. So let's go to a market in Lisboa. This is Mercado de Lisboa. That's my fantastic uh, pronunciation <laughs> right there for you. This is a game. No! <laughs> <laughs> this is a game by Eagle Griffin Games about a constructing a market. It looks very cool. This looks right up your street in terms of... Tile laying, yes. Meeple laying, yeah. yeah. It's it's constructing a market in Lisbon and then effectively selling different products to different customers and enabling you to provide different customers with with different things and kind of managing that and managing the types of things you do and how and how well those customers like those things or what they're looking for and how mm. and obviously then for and scoring so in that way. As a What's, player, you're managing. You're buying stands and managing the market, so yes. you're, you're a business person. Yes, you're pretty much a business person, and it's kind of got that kind of tile placement area control sort of thing of having these big, the big, the areas that you can. So I assume customers will move through the market in different ways, and you'll be trying to get there. What I think is fascinating is looking at this game and describing this game. That sounds to me like a game that's massive. It sounds like a big hour. To, I'm just to, looking to at hour their, game. Um, the game says it plays in half an hour to forty-five minutes, which I think is fascinating. If that is true, well, the. Th- Third paragraph of the description describes itself Very as a thinky, yeah. a thinky filler title. Yeah, which is interesting. Yes, a filler title. Uh, yeah, yeah. So thinky. This exactly. So, can so this, such a thing exist? Oh, obviously, apparently so. So, but that's why I mean, that's why I'm interested, particularly mm. in this one, because it's because because we've got quite bigger. I like I like personally a, a big economic game where you're doing these things and managing an economy and then running that engine to try and score points and get money and buying more things and investing and mm. taking loans, all those kinds of things that one might do. This one though is got those elements but it's over half an hour 12 minutes which you know that interests me more oh here we go I'm interested yes but also I'm a little bit irked that I've had to learn these rules and set up this game and then we're done in half an hour but then you can play it again yeah but we don't <laughs> we don't we as don't. a show we don't no we don't it's interesting. It'll be it's like a TARDIS game yeah I and mean, that's what I'm fascinated how well do those ideas come across in a game that is so short mm. allegedly so that's interesting yes yeah, so that's my that's my uh, that's my pick very cool. So yeah, that was my pick. Lisboa. What's your pick over there? My next well, pick... Well, it's actually not Lisboa. Lisboa's a different game. Yeah, that, did you know that's the, that's the child of Lisboa? Did you know that? Is it? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Fair enough. If you bother to read the description. So, the next one on my list is Canvas by Road to Infamy Games. And Canvas is another game that I backed on Kickstarter last year. Yeah, you backed, you backed your first ever two Kickstarters last year, didn't I you? I did. Look Excited. at me. Look at you go. <laughs> Learning and being part of the whole jam. So, Canvas is a 1-5 to player game that lasts 30 minutes. Are we surprised? No, we're not. But the reason why I back this is because I've never seen this before, and I just think it looks so 
unique and engaging and stimulating. I loved the look of it. Um, so in canvas, you have cards that you're laying over one another to create artworks, but rather than cardboard cards or paper cards, these cards are made out of a transparent material that it's kind of like, I suppose, like a plasticky... Yes, like acrylic sort of stuff. Acrylic, yeah. And so on this, these acrylic cards, there are small illustrations printed. And so when you layer the cards, these illustrations come together to create unique artworks. And so mm-hmm. in Canvas, you play as painters competing in an art competition. And you collect the cards, you layer three together, and you create your paintings. Once all players have made three paintings, the game ends. So it's a really snappy-sounding game. And I think you win points by acquiring these uh, rosettes and uh, painting palettes. And it just looks like a really cool, out-of-the-box way to approach a board game. As everyone listening probably knows, I'm a sucker for beautiful art. And the board, the box art of Canvas is really beautiful. And then that's... Yes, that is also really cool, isn't it? So on the Kickstarter, one of the um, interesting perks was you could hang this box as if it were a piece of art. So I just love how much they committed yeah. to their theme. It looks like a really special game to play, and I'm looking forward to getting it to the table and then taking in loads of photographs of it. There are definitely a couple of games that do that. I think Gloom springs to mind. There's another one as well that I've seen like What's black and white. Gloom? It's it, it, the, the, the transparent card things where you're layering cards over top of each other. There's another one as well. I can't remember what it's called. There's a couple that spring to mind. Gloom looks um, sad. It, it does look sad. They they all they are all a bit sad looking. There's one that's in black and white. It's got like a house on a hill, but I can't remember what, I can't remember for life what it's called. Um, anyway, but there are a couple of games that do it. I'm aware of people doing it, but we have never owned nor played a game that does that. Use transparent cards but as a mechanism the, or as an I'm idea. I'm just having a look at gloom and comparatively i've never played gloom so i can't comment on the game but canvas is so brightly hued and joyous in its color it feels like it really leans into this beautiful art layering style and you know is is a lovely looks like a lovely visual experience i think i completely i completely agree with that i think i think i think it does i think it's one of the most interesting games visually for such a simple and i doubt it'd be simple to manufacture and make but such a simple idea yeah. of having well if you transparent your cards and layer them over the top of each other in theory you're you've basically created almost a way of having it be infinitely playable to a yeah. degree because you can put them in different layouts different ways yeah. different different also, things really which, like is, that which, for, is, which is nice yeah i like that for games they're being more of a it's a bit more of a journey not a destination game yes where I don't know how exciting it will be to win Canvas, but to do, to participate mm. and take part in the building up the paintings and making something that you find satisfying is a really cool way to approach a game, I think. Yes, it, it, it will, yes. Do you want to tell us about a game? So I'll go for a game. I'll go for a game that sounds also more like a journey, not a destination. Ooh. That is Oath, Chronicles of Empire and Exile by Leda Games. Very nice. You so, like the games? Yeah, so this is one that probably a lot of people have got on their lists as a possible one to keep an eye on for this year, as it's scheduled to be released this year. It's a game that sounds, on the face of it, fascinating. And it's one of those ones, again, where I'm approaching it as much of a, okay, this sounds like you're selling the world here. What have you, what can, what does it actually do in reality? Yeah. I think that's one of those ones where... I, I trust later games. I mean, Root, they make Root. Obviously, Root's a fantastic game. Um, and they and they, they recently came out this year, last year, even 2020, with Fort. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of people enjoyed Fort. Um, but it's, yeah, it's like, what does... Because the game itself is a kind of like... The way they describe it is it's almost a, it's this, this, this epic kind of game that, that guides the course of history. Mm-hmm. And the consequences of a game you play are going to influence the next game and the, and the next game and so on and so forth. Yeah. But... What that sounds to me like, oh, that sounds like a campaign game or some kind of like um, legacy game where you're destroying things or adding things. But what this 
infers is there isn't any trick isn't any trickery isn't any setup rules isn't any kind of special thing or hidden hidden app or something that you might use to track those things it is the game can be set and replayed at any at any I time. I can't wrap my head around this. It like, sounds really cool, but I'm like, how? how? Yeah, exactly. How and one of the things is it doesn't require the same group of people to play one game to the next. Yeah. So, what? yeah, it's like, you know, that just sounds to me like madness. There's no, there's no script to it. There's no narrative. It just, it just the, the copy, the, the game grows and changes as yeah, you play I, it. Yeah, I do kind of love like, the of a living game. And though. that sounds, it, all of it sounds incredible. It yeah. sounds really interesting. How does it actually play? How does it actually work in reality? Because obviously they've had to design that and make mm. it. So what does it actually do? Because the cards in the box can't change, you yeah. know, from being a, a, a blue card to a green card somehow. You know, it, it, what does it actually do to do that? Now, I've, like I say, I have no idea. And I haven't done a lot of research in terms of watching the game be played. I'm sure that that's out there. Um, so I imagine it's probably doing ways of starting the game differently, starting the resources differently, starting it out so it feels different each time. Yeah. But it's kind of like, it almost sounds a bit like they're not promising the world, but it sounds like they're saying it's going to be like this when you know when mm. it plays. And it's like, okay, that sounds, that sounds really interesting, but obviously it's got to be a digestible game that people can play. So what what is there? Yeah. You know, if it doesn't use any tricks, if it doesn't use any kind of sleight of hand or any kind of, you know, like I say, convoluted ways of setting it up or, or, or placing everything in the special, you know, like for example, there are some games where if you want to pause mid-game or mid-playthrough, like playthrough, you can and you can save it and put the game back back in the box in a very certain way that means mm. you can get it out in that, that way again. It doesn't sound like they're doing anything like that. So, what are they doing? <laughs> kind of what they're I asking you to keep space on your table yeah. free for this game. Well, I, I know it sounds like you could be, be put it away and get it back out again. I, we're gonna have to play. Well, it. I don't believe. I don't believe. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Which is like, I've, that's why I'm so fascinated by it. What are they doing to you know to to influence? And then also, okay, what's the and and to be fair, if you play it ten times, that's probably definitely got your money's worth. But what's the time frame of that in mm. terms of how many times are you, you going to be playing it till you re-see the same things or the same sort of things happen? Or how do things combine? I always think with these kinds of games that are like clearly. Whilst it doesn't say it's got a narrative, there is a level of narrative that it's presenting. Yeah. Um, so it's like, what? How does that work in terms of? Does there become a point where it's like, okay, we've seen this card come before, this has happened before, or this is now this is now the second time we've seen this, or whatever? Or is mm. it like everything's unique each time, or is it like a game that you play as like a work? Because I think it's a it's an area movement kind of like area control sort of drafty sort of game is it one that you just play each time but each time you play it because of the last game the setup is effectively different or the or the starting is different so for example if there are five factions one of the factions might have been you know nearly wiped off the face of the earth so that player is that who plays that faction is playing from a different position than everybody else and, mm. and that and that plays into the game somehow like i don't know what's what the uh how it works but i'm i'm fascinated me too can i make an unrelated comment yes i think it's interesting how later games use the same artist across their games. It's Is it the same a, person? It's a, um, a person called Carl Ferrin, mm. whose art I absolutely love, by the way. I think Root and Oath and Fort and Vast are all completely beautiful. But I find it so interesting when a publisher sticks to one artist. Yes. Because you can see the flavour of his work throughout all the games. You can see they're related in the art style. And it's, it's interesting, isn't it, when they're not actually sibling games, but you mm. can see the footprint of the it publisher. It looks like a later game, yeah. Because of his art... It looks like a yeah. a, a later yes. game. Yes, his, his his art stamp is now synonymous. Oh no, what? Google closed. Sorry, his art style is now synonymous with later games, which is yes. an interesting mm. interesting one. But that's my unrelated comment over. Thank you for your unrelated comment. Do you want me to tell you about a big game that's on my list? No, I'll tell you about a big game. Not about a big. You you haven't got a big game on your list. I have. It's, it's called Magical Creatures. The game. 
If only. It's Darwin's Journey by Thundergriff Games, and this plays for 60 to 120 minutes. It's oh, a big game. I know, with one to four players. And in Darwin's Journey, you are retracing Charles Darwin's journey through, through the... Blah, blah, blah. In Darwin's Journey, you're retracing... Oh, retracing is tripping me up. Retracing? <laughs> Go again. You're retracing Darwin's journey to the Galapagos in a worker placement adventure. Does so, look good. This looks like right on my street. This is a Euro game, which is definitely more your... This looks right um, on my street, yeah. More your territory than mine. But I really love the theming of this. It sounds really cool. So you're recalling Charles Darwin's memories of his adventure through the islands, which contributed to the development of his theory of, of evolution. So it's a really interesting sounding game. We sound, it is, it's, yeah. It feels like this is probably some very lyrical narratives that's led over what I think is a Euro game style mechanic. Um, it lasts five rounds and you have a few objectives to play. So it's kind of like, this is sounds like a bread and butter game for us in terms of the play style. And the art and the theming, I think, just adds an extra layer. I'm a little bit catfished by the box art because it doesn't look like the game art is quite as nice, which is a pet peeve of mine as you know <laughs> yes, but the style of game with this kind of big euro game with loads of tokens on the table loads of different areas which has a lot of information in each it's quite hard to do that beautifully and still get in the amount of information that you need but the box is lovely and I yeah think I, I, this looks absolutely right on my street i'm excited for this yeah me too I, and also it's, it's an it's an interesting take on an adventure game which naturally i'm not that excited no, about no no i can't really get too jazzed up about a ship game or going to do an adventure somewhere like it's not normally my jam but this is a really interesting spin on it and i'm i'm down for it yeah fantastic great choice thank you so one thing that charles darwin didn't find on the galapagos islands was dinosaurs oh christ it was a matter of time people it was a matter of time <laughs> because they were off elsewhere doing things. <laughs> They're like, "Come on, guys!" <laughs> so the game I'm choosing, uh, one of the ones I'm, I, I, and I surprise, surprise, I didn't actually back this on Kickstarter. I considered it long and hard, but I thought, well, I've got quite a lot of dinosaur-themed games, and I want to see how this one actually turns out in the end. The game is Dinosaur World by Pandasaurus Games, which effectively is like the the re-implementation and spiritual successor to Dinosaur Island, which mm. we've played and I very much enjoy. And this is basically the next evolution of that where it's using a lot of the same mechanics it looks like but they're focusing now on the work placement you're now doing tile placement so you are building your park through through use of tiles and you're kind of laying laying those out rather than having a static park that you're filling with various things it does look like it uses a lot of the same ideas such as the dice and those kinds of bits that, that you used before it does look like an evolution it, it? look it looks like we discussed, as we discussed earlier this looks like an example of the semi nemesis actually where, where where this is possibly an evolution of the original game so they've taken all the things I don't that work, know, actually, don't work. I think think that nemesis lockdown looks like addition it does look like additional content i think that dinosaur world i think it looks great by the way the cover looks absolutely brilliant and so does the game components i actually think this looks like what um dinosaur island might have been like yes. it could have been hex placement because you are placing yes. things in the past yes, like yes. Just, they're just not hexes yeah this looks like yeah i agree i agree i think this looks like 
more you know like I say yeah they, they, they've, they've seen what works and what didn't work as well from yeah. Dinosaur Island and it's kind of just everything else it's, it's, it's amped up and I'm definitely going to keep an eye on if, it's, if people do say because the reason why I didn't back it is because we've got Dinosaur Island and it kind of felt a bit like how many dinosaur park games, games do we need so it's kind of like but if people do say this is better than Dinosaur yeah. Island or, or, or warrants enough to, to, to try it out then I definitely will be looking at this it's going to be on my list I'm going to observe it and I probably will end up getting it anyway but it's one of those ones where it's like yeah I'm not 100% sure on how it looks a bit more Euro-y mm-hmm. than Dinosaur Island. It looks like there's a bit more integration between... Because in Dinosaur Island, which I really like, it does feel a bit like you've got a bit going on here, going on here, and something else going on here. But it looks like Dinosaur World might bring that together a bit more. It's hard to tell. There's a lot going on. It's really hard to tell. And also... It's one of those ones where I missed out on the Kickstarter now, obviously. So that's like a lot of the extra, like one of the things they do on the Kickstarters is they do a lot of, um, they do a lot of like extra bits you can get for it, extra yeah. dinosaurs, extra packs you get, extra all the meeples. Have I mean, you seen the meeples? Yeah, they're, they're incredible. But obviously, the they, they, they won't be in the actual game. No. I assume they'll be just probably one. There might be one type like they've got in the original mm-hmm. Dinosaur well, Island. It's just the the, the the simple type. But the Dinosaur World expansions, they look they look really great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They've even got like a prehistoric one. They've got some water ones. Actually, I'm looking at it thinking, what a shame I didn't back this on Kickstarter. Um. But you know, have you backed any of them on Kickstarter? I backed Wet and well, Wet and World. I backed. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> not the game. That's not the game. I backed Totally Liquid on Kickstarter, yeah. and I got the me primarily to get the meeples. So hopefully, yeah. if they do an expansion to this game, but they might not, given they've got some in the box. This does look really good, actually. It's one of the ones where it's like, oh well. Are you shame. having a bit of regret? I'm having a bit of FOMO. I'm not gonna lie. Look at this. I'm just gonna wipe the small it's fine. tear. We've got so small many tier. dinosaurs. Oh, there's a hybrid pack. I've got hybrid dinosaurs, water dinosaurs. Uh, should I move on? I said, oh my god, I'm what just have I done? Move on. Let's put. Twenty twenty one has not started well. <laughs> They've got also they've got and I mentioned this when I did it. You could have got the dinosaur island raw and right, which sounds uh, phenomenal. And you, I know I can see you creasing I just up don't over there. I like that wordplay. I'm not. I you love wordplay yeah, normally. I don't like that one. What, why? I that's that's know. wordplayist. Because it's not going to be roaring. You're not going to be roaring and writing, are you? Maybe you have to Unless roar in the game. Unless you actually like. Rah! <laughs> Would you, you like that writing. if that was the case? No, I don't. I wonder if there's a late roar. pledge. Is there a late pledge? Can okay. I late pledge no, you? I'm. I'm doing the next one. Stop late pledging. Dinosaur Welsh. Holds to your weapons. Not going to be. You ready? I'm I'm ready as I'll be, yeah. Okay. The next one on my list is Three Sisters by Motor City Gameworks. And Three Sisters, I believe, is by the designers who bought Estella, who we've spoken a lot about in the past year, which was a two-player card game. And this is a one-to-four-player game, which plays over 30 to 60 minutes, so a little bit bigger. But in Three Sisters, you're managing your backyard garden of corns, beans, and pumpkins. And who doesn't want to do that? Doesn't that sound that lovely? Is such a you game. Yeah. And it's a strategic role and right, so... Love strategy, love roll and rights. I like pumpkins, I'm into it. And so each player sheet has several areas. Your field divided into six zones, each containing the three crop types and various other areas related to additional actions you can take. So you can um, curate fruits, flowers, beehives, and a shed with tools that have special abilities. So it kind of sounds a little bit like Rolling Ranch. Yes, it um, does, yes. Like a, a souped-up version of that, which we really enjoyed. This is an interesting roll and right because it plays over eight rounds. So like it's a that's, it's a beefy that's a beefy game. Or, well, a certainly yes, exactly. A pumpkin yes. boy. A pumpkin boy. Wow, yeah. there you go. It looks really cool. I love the idea of growing vegetables in games. I'm I'm well you're into in, that. You're in, aren't you? There's a lot going on in this game, but there's a lot going on in Cellar as well. For such a small mm. game, uh, for such a compact game of two players, there's a lot going on. So I wouldn't be surprised to see three sisters doing the same thing. I don't know why it's called Three Sisters. Is that a Macbeth reference? 
Um, no, okay. Three Sisters is named after the indigenous agricultural technique that is still widely used today. Three different crops, in this case pumpkins, corns and beans, are planted close together. Corn provides a lattice for beans to climb. The beans bring nitrogen from the air into the soil and the squash provides a natural mulch ground cover helping to reduce weeds and keep pests away. There we go. So it wasn't the best reference then? It wasn't. I don't know why it would have been, but <laughs> I like your enthusiasm. So I love the look of this, love the subject matter, love the sound of the mechanics, the playtime is great, I'm there. You're there, you I'm are there, You I'm are square. in, you are there, you are in, you are square, yeah, I, I am. this is your vibe, this is completely only your vibe. I am. Of a game, this is your vibe. Yeah, that's me. So the final game on my side of the house is Wonderland's War by Druid City Games. Whee! This is a kind of like epic style area control game set in the Alice in Wonderland world where cool. you are taking control of one of the heroes of the Alice in Wonderland world Alice actually I think you might be taking control of the what's her face the the the, the, the Queen of Hearts so she's not necessarily <laughs> oh, a oh what's her face you get your head chopped off I, that will, get, I will get my head chopped off for those kind of insubordination you've got Queen of Hearts you've got Mad Hatter you've even got the, you've got Jabberwock you've got Alice herself and then I think there's someone else possibly Cheshire Cat I think as well is in there anyway you get it's control the white of, rabbit not in there no, maybe he's, he's just a stooge. He's a stooge. He's a, he's a pawn. He's but a mere pawn. I think he's in the game, but I don't know if he's one of the heroes. He might well be, to be fair. I don't know. But anyway, in Wonderland's War, you're taking control of one of these heroes, basically leading your faction. It looks a bit like a dudes on a map style game, where it's like a you know you're you're you're, you're moving people around, mm-hmm. kind of trying to like trying to take control of certain areas. I love 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 the theme in terms of Alice in Wonderland. It's just quite cool. It's quite trippy. The art style is also quite like. Trippy yeah. and like, you also, know. but with the flavour of Druid City, yes, who did yes. Grim Forest, who like yeah. brilliant chunky meeples. Yeah, and it's got brilliant chunky meeples. It's got a deck building, or so deck building, it's a bag building element to it where you're kind of adding like things. A bit of bag building. I, I, I really like a bit of and bag I know building. It's probably the same amount of chance, but it feels like more chance somehow in a bag. Also, I think because it's like you literally, because with a deck, you can see the cards and then you see what you've got and you see yeah. what you've drawn. With a bag, you're just pulling stuff out of the bag and it's like you can't remember what's in there, you can't remember yeah. how many are in there, and it's just like, you know, you can, you can do that where it's like, your deck I don't know, I like deck building as well but it's kind of like you know what's yeah. left you it's easy in to, control of a deck yes. don't you well, you, feel crazy. Control, you feel it more control. it's exactly the same <laughs> you feel it more control yeah um yeah, so it's got a bag building element to it where you're dra- drafting these things out of a bag and it just looks great. It looks really great. It looks mm. like it looks like a great area control game for different parts of the of of, of what is that place called? Neverland? Not Neverland, that's a different one. Wonderland. Is it Wonderland? Is it called Wonderland? Is that Alice in Wonderland. Oh, well, there you go. It's called Wonderland. So it's obviously different. I don't actually know if the location is Wonderland. I would assume so. I'm yes. not even sure if the location is actually named. Uh, who knows? But I think it's different areas in it, isn't there? In Wonderland. But anyway, this looks really great. It's got abilities to recruit different people. So I think people like the rabbit, you probably can recruit him to your, to your, to your, to your side and do sort of things. And like I say it's, it's quite dark it's not dark but it's quite like it's it's the it's war going on in this world so it's not like a you know, family friendly kind of like oh this is lovely yeah. it's very much like you're fighting to the death kind of feeling of it you know it's the way yeah. it's described so it's like yes it's a bit more mature um, but it's uh, yeah it's, it's uh, it looks great it looks really great I think it looks great and I think you're bang on where this theme is ripe for a bit of 15 plus yes Warring. Yes, agreed. It is cool, isn't it? The trippy nature of it. It's like, it. Well, Alice in Wonderland. It is. It's scary, it's isn't scary it? Scary and trippy. Yes. And I think it's cool to be 
um, actualizing that in the game. Very nice. So the last one on the list is uh, is Fjords by Grail Games. And in Fjords, you are exploring a landscape so stunning that even a Viking would hold their breath in awe. And the box cover of Fjords looks really lovely, very calm, relaxing, and beautifully designed. And I understand that this is a new edition of Fjords, um, and this game all, all exists, but this has been given an overhaul. So in this game, it's a tile laying game that takes place over two phases. So first you explore the fjords around you, uh, laying the um, laying tiles, and then second you are basically trying to do a bit of area control and starting to build encampments and claiming as much space on the plains and cliffs as possible. And so the winner is the person who's claiming the most land. So the first phase of the game kind of informs the second so you have to be really clever with where you're doing your tile placement and you have to plan ahead tactically to um get the most space so it sounds like a really interesting game it plays for up to four players over 30 to 45 minutes and i really like the idea of it being two phases but still has quite a long play time yes so from what i can understand that you have phase one and then phase two and then that's it you don't repeat phase one again and phase two again it sounds, it, sounds like I mean, the box art is, looks absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I haven't seen any photos of the actual game in itself yet. No, there's none um, out yet. But so uh, the original game, from what I've seen of it, you know, was was made nearly nearly twenty years ago. So it's you mm-hmm. know nearly twenty years ago. Um, whereas this game, the, the box art looks incredible. If that art to a degree carries over into the components or the quality of the, the game and the feeling, that will be amazing. Yeah. Um, we've recently played a few. This last year, one of our things that we did actually that was that was really great was played older games, so quite a few older older titles, classic titles. People could never say older. I mean, they're only some of them are only ten years old. Mm. Um, so this one's even further back than that. So that's kind of yeah, that's exciting to play a game re-implement. Hopefully, they're again using some of the modern techniques to to smooth some of the edges, but also improve the quality of the components. Because I think now where gaming is now, I think unless it's abstract. Even and even even if it is abstract, the get game gamers expect kind of a, a level of like presentation yeah. and things to look a certain way and be a certain way and a certain standard of quality and all those kinds of things. So to have that, you know, it, it, to be to have that done is is a great opportunity to revisit some games. And I, and I think it's the kind of thing where we will probably see that. I think we'll see that quite a lot over the next few years yeah. is some of these older games where they're, they're actually mechanically good games or interesting games or really interesting ideas or themes that were really great uh, be be you know like films get rebooted and you know those sorts yeah. of things often a game gets re-implemented so the same ideas get put into a different different package but it could be almost like this where it's kind of like a I actually think it would be really interesting to see if there's a step back from that and games would just be repackaged and re-sleeved so rather than any art being changed inside the box you just get a new box cover interesting very interesting which is you see that in books all the time with older titles yes. getting a fresh cover obviously there's no change within that's not the way it works um no because yeah. but i think that's an interesting because it's just you know i think for every game that i've spoken about today, i'm like the box is so nice but, but, i know you say don't judge a book by its cover but at the same covers time are so nice. covers it's are so pretty. important and actually when when you're competing for shelf space quite literally um in, in a house or in a in a store yeah it's like you get oh, you pick up the game, well, yeah, you like, pick it, up the games that look great and uh, you know that is just the way it is and sometimes you know there are some games that don't look as good but they're brilliant and they and, and you know they, they get found but often actually for us and like i say you should never judge a book by its cover but we will see a game and think mm, not sure about how that looks really mm. and then we might hear it's amazing then we might give it a try and think oh you yeah. know that's that's actually really good and so it's like it is part of that kind of feeling of it being you know there's like i say it's a level of like 
expectation in terms of what something might look like. Yeah. Um, and the art and the art and the art design of something. Yes. So those are twelve most anticipated games of twenty twenty one. How are you feeling? Sorry, I had to be your. <laughs> really excited. <laughs> no, really excited. That's that is that's a great list. We've done we've done, we've done well. Thank well done to us for compiling that list. <laughs> <laughs> Quick pat on the back. Quick pat on the back for us. Yeah. No, it's really good. Really exciting. Um, Looking forward to playing. Looking, forward, we're definitely going to play some of these games in 2021. Hopefully, if they come, fingers crossed. But we will be obviously trying to uh, see as many as we can, whether we play them or own them, and across the year, yeah. we're trying to late pledge some of them that we can late pledge. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Hold on to your horses, Michael. Hold on to my dinosaurs. No. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that's our list of games. Very exciting. It is. Should we talk about what's been on the cards? And we'll be on the cards. What's what's been on the? We loads of things have been on the cards. Too many things have been on the cards. Well, not um, too many things. Well, actually, you know, a reasonable amount of things over the festival period we've played we've played quite a lot of games actually mm-hmm. you know, which has been nice should we run the people through it uh yeah we can so clinic we haven't talked about clinic yet yes so we played clinic we did which is a game about hospital management not sure on that one yet. You, yeah that one was an interesting one where it felt like i like a lot of the ideas in it i like economics i like doing things but it didn't necessarily feel like you were running a hospital sadly it wasn't it's the feeling one of those got. games that i mentioned earlier where there was, there's a lot of setup there's a lot going on there's tons to think about and it's over so quickly yes it it's had like that. i was Curing people of diseases. It, ha- it definitely had that feel for me, where I would have liked there to be another round or two. Yeah. And it kind of felt like there were some things you could do in it, where it's like, unless we've played this wrong, how the hell am I supposed to go and like? Because you can build different floors of your hospital. You could build up to, f- up, to, up to effectively three extra floors. Yeah. And it's like, how am I supposed to do that with yes. the actions I've got in in this sort of time? What's the what's the how is yeah. it even possible? So we need to revisit clinic. Yes, we do. We're not clinic. sure yes. about that one yes. yet. Yes, yes, we do. What was next? Next was a game that's known as Terraforming Mars. Oh yeah, one we of... hadn't planned to play term planned to play Terraforming Mars, but it just slipped in there. It slipped it? in as it, as it often is, is one Cheeky to do. And it's one of it's one of my favourite games, uh, and it, it's a brilliant game. And if it play, first time I played it physically in a long, long time. I played a lot digitally last year. Not which... that anyone would know because <laughs> it's not on your records. And played it physically, and it was it was really good. I played it with the Venus Next expansion. And I think also now, now we know what we're doing a lot more because if, one of my criticisms of Terraforming Mars used to be, for us certainly, was it felt like it went on for a very long time and also it felt like it was like very slow starting mm-hmm. and then ramping up to these massive long turns where we we're taking like a million actions in yeah. the last few rounds. That's still true to a degree, but I think because we now both know what we're doing very well, it's one of those ones where it's like actually the speed of was actually really I think quick. Also, we've given up with supervising each other with games. Yes, we like, have. Yeah, it's yeah. like I assume you're not cheating. Great, good. Yeah, and also we used to do quite a lot of yeah, like we explain the turn, explain what we're doing. Yeah. Unless it was something wild, like you know, I'm doing this, it's gonna it's gonna get me 10, 10, 10 production, or it's gonna cost you. All and this if that and does that. happen, it's like pass me the card so I can read it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so it's that kind of feeling of like yeah, we just we just accept that's what's going on. And so one of us could be horrifically. Just <laughs> be like, I'll play this card, um, and, and and yeah, it's it, fantastic game, really fantastic game, and it was speedy, and it was mm-hmm. like, yeah, it was next really on good. the list, next on the list, and last on the list, I think actually over, over the festive period because it wasn't actually as many games as we thought it was going to be. Uh, what... You just said there was loads of games. I know, was it? Yeah. <laughs> that was a lie. <laughs> it was a lie. It was Watergate a sweaty game? As to this, this, this epitomizes epitomizes what you were talking about earlier. This is a, if I was to describe this game as I as oh, I, God, as, not the phrase, the phrase uh, is my, my, my phrase I like to use. For this type of game is it's a knife fight in a phone box. Why did you get into that situation? Get out exactly. of it! <laughs> so that refers to a kind of game where it's exceptionally tight. You have not got a lot of room to manoeuvre, and you're you're basically if you make a mistake, 
you you possibly you that's get it. Stabbed. You get stabbed. It's, it's over potentially, and you are you are really mainly focusing on trying to not be stabbed by your opponent and to trying to stab your opponent, to, but you've got no space to manoeuvre, and so it's like that kind of cramped feeling where it's like everything's building up to this one moment where one of you will slip up or one person will play a strategic manoeuvre and, and it's over. The game's over, um, and this and Watergate was exactly like that. And mm. I personally really enjoyed it. You're trying to so for those we have discussed it on the podcast. The, the, the podcast before but Watergate effectively is a two player game one player is playing as the Nixon administration trying to cover hey. up <laughs> cover up crimes uh, particularly the, the, the crime of, of of what happened at, at Watergate uh, and, the other, and the other person is playing as the editor for the New York Post Times some such New York magazine one of the one of the one of the American American papers uncovering the crimes and trying to link these various people to basically give testament against the president say yeah he ordered us to break into this building and steal some some various documents Uh, so and the way it works it's like it's like a push-pull track game bit like Twilight it's got quite a lot of elements Twilight Struggle's got it's got a push-pull track you're spending cards as either events or as or as like resources, or spending them as resources, so you're spending them in two different ways, and it's got this push-pull element where you're trying to push and pull different resource types and things to effectively the one player trying to link things to Nixon, the other player trying to block the path to Nixon, and then also gain momentum to basically basically buy time to get to see his presidency turn out and end the game. Um, so yeah, that's the kind of overview of it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. How did you find it? I, I think it's a good game. If you like this kind of game, you will like Watergate. It's a well-balanced game. I question how replayable it is with all of these fighty, knifey games. But I personally find this too sweaty for to glean any enjoyment. It's just like, I just want more room to think. I don't want to feel like, oh, I when I feel like I've been strategic and I feel like I deserve a pat on the back, I want to quietly give it to myself before I can see you ruining my plans. Yes, you know what yes, I mean? There's not yes. enough time for me to congratulate myself on a good play before you're like, <laughs> <laughs> I've killed that witness. <laughs> yes, that's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of, one of the, what is that, definitely that feeling, isn't it? Where it's like, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's, I understand that. It's, that's a fair comment. It's, it, but I think that, it's not that and I think if you know if you like this kind of two player push and pull you'll like this yeah I think so it, it's fun yeah, it's good it's, it's, fun. it's, it's good game. fun yeah, it's, it's good. entertaining it's... and it's you know compact and yes. impressive but mm-hmm. anxiety so that's it that's that the is it that's the cards we might play something today tomorrow maybe possibly we will have played games before we next speak to you yes we will sure. we will definitely play some games before we next speak to you and we do have a little secret a little a little tiny secret a little, 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 little dusting so very soon hopefully touch wood we wish it was um, in this episode but soon we promise soon uh, we have our very own little game coming hopefully to kickstarter this year mm-hmm. and we will have more news on that soon yeah. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. So hopefully this year, so hopefully 2022, you know it'll be on the list. Oh, we're here. Under, there's winks. Know, winks are being done. Winks being done. But for now, all that, all that is left to say is thank you for listening. Have a lovely day. I hope the sun is shining wherever you are. And if it's not, have something nice to eat instead. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why I'm giving you these life tips. This is great. It's great. Um, it's a great life ending. We'll have um, along for a bit more, shall we? <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll wrap it up now. Okay. And we'll speak to you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. See you bye. See you bye. Conclusion! Oh my god, oh the poor dog!